Welcome to our prophetic ministry class through Immersion Discipleship School. This is session five called Learning to Prophesy. Now you'll remember in session one, we talked about the prophetic church, which basically means that there is the gift of prophet, the gift of prophecy, but also the prophetic anointing through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit where all of the body of Christ can prophesy. And we moved into the session two where we talked about the prophetic gifts, many gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the manifestation gifts, they dovetail into the gift of prophecy in order to bring about an effectiveness and a fruitfulness as the Holy Spirit moves through us. We also wanted to talk about visions and interpretation in, this was in session three, and really what we were looking at is how God will speak symbolically and it requires interpretation on our part and also translation as we seek to prophesy over people. And then last session, we talked about what it looks like to grow in the prophetic, what it means to grow in the prophetic, because we're all in different stages and different places, and we wanna know where we're at in order to embrace the next step to be more effective and fruitful in the gift or the ministry of the prophetic. And now what we wanna do is just sort of look at some practical things as we prophesy. That's why I'm calling it learning to prophesy. What does it look like to prophesy? What are the things that we need to be aware of? How do we begin to step out? Those are what we're gonna look at here in this session. And the first passage that I wanna bring up is actually a reminder from last session. It's Romans chapter 12, verse five through six. And here's what it says. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. He's talking about motivational gifts. According to the grace given us, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. Now, Paul here is exhorting the Roman church to exercise their gifts, namely right here, the prophetic gift. And so he's saying that you do so in the, to the proportion of your faith. I've said already that God gives us a measure of faith and we need to be able to exercise our gift with that measure of faith, access it, but also push the limit, maximize what we have, maximize what we've been given in order to see the kind of fruitfulness that we really, really desire. And so he says to them, prophesy. This also brings up a point. In order to learn how to prophesy, you have to prophesy. This is something I tell people all the time. How do I learn how to prophesy? How do I get more clear about this and understanding God's voice and make sure that I'm saying things the right way? Or how do I hear more clearly? How do I speak more clearly? I always tell people, you learn to prophesy by prophesying. But there are some things that I think help us as we handle and steward the gift to be more clear and effective. And so I wanna look at just for a little bit, preparation for prophesying. And I have three simple points as we do that, because what's important is as you seek to go around and prophesy and minister, not just in the church, but also outside of the church, there are some things that I think help you and help me principally to take more steps, which is really the risk that it requires. And the first principle is this, you need to prayerfully observe the people around you. And what I'm really saying is, is that you have to open your eyes. We have to open our eyes. There are people around us every day and they're targets for the love and the grace and the mercy of God. And we are carrying precious blessings, ministry, Holy Spirit power. We have that inside of us and we're learning to let it out. Jesus said rivers of living water will flow out of our innermost being. He spoke of the Holy Spirit. We have to just let the rivers flow. What God wants to do, the ministry, the gifts, the life of the Spirit. And so to do that, we've got to observe people around us. Who's around us? What is God saying to those people? We've got to become more observant and less 
you know, just destination focused. If you're going to the store and the only thing you're thinking about is just getting home, you've got to rewind and look at the people around you. Look at the person that's helping you. If you're at the restaurant, make sure you pay attention to your waiter, your waitress. If you're at the coffee shop, the barista, the person that is helping you, what is God saying about that person? Observe them. You know, do you see something in their life that's just natural, but then you can ask God about it according to the Spirit. And He'll begin to show you things as you become more and more observant. And this is important that we become this kind of a people. And the second principle is engage the people around you. You're not going to engage what you don't observe, so you want to engage them as you observe them. A lot of times, this is just like social cues. We, we really just uh, ask people their name. We, we, we look at name tags. We use their name when we talk to them. We ask them how their day is doing. We tell people that there's certain things. We like their hair. We like their glasses. We like certain things about people. Strike up conversations. And while you're in conversations, it no longer is abrupt to say, hey, by the way, I have this sense in my heart that this is for you and you share with them a prophetic word. You're looking for on-ramps in order to share the life and the love and really the power of God with people. And so this is something that will help you do that. Engage the people around you, ask questions, learn about them, let them speak to you before you speak to them. I find this to be very powerful, very effective. And the third principle in preparing to prophesy is share what you have with people. Now, part of this is indirect and direct. When you have a word of knowledge, like let's say you're around somebody at the supermarket and you have this sense that they have a sister who's in dire need of, uh, of prayer and healing and all of that. So you just start by saying, hey, do you have a sister? And they might go, no, I don't have a sister. And, and they're kind of like, why do you ask? And they go, oh, I just kind of a funny thought in my head. I just thought maybe you had one, and, but no worries. And so you just move on. A lot of people are worried about what will happen if you were wrong with your thought or your sense about that person. Well, if you ask them and they say no, then you can move out of it really quickly. If you, if you just tell them, hey, I feel like you have a sister and this is what's going on with them. And they go, no, I don't have a sister. Then you're stuck. And so language matters. And so I think it's really helpful to approach people indirectly, especially as you're learning, so that you can be more intentional and more direct as you really grow in the prophetic. But this is sort of a skill that you learn along the way because language matters. And what, how you approach somebody it actually sets up, it cues up the conversation that you're gonna have. And sometimes it fosters or it nurtures the receptivity of their heart when you share what you have. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is share the gospel with somebody. So what I'm always trying to do when I engage people is I share what I have with them in the context of my testimony. So if I sense that God wants to do a transformational work in somebody's life, I share with them what He did in my life. And it sort of cues up, hey, and by the way, I really sense that what God wants to do is provide for you in this season of your life. And so I wanna just know if I can pray for you. And if there really is this great need right now of provision, and I've had so many people, as I've said that very thing, they've said, yes, that is absolutely where I'm at. And so these principles are something that I try to practice all the time. They're not just good ideas, they're things that I try to practice regularly. So I'm prayerfully observing people. I'm praying for people as I'm at a diff different environments, whether it's a school or it's the store or it's church or it's home or wherever that it is. So prayerfully observe people, engage the people around me, and then share what we have because it's important that we do something with what we have. And this is just kind of a context to set us up for actually prophesying. Now, 
principles for prophesying. These are some things that I've learned over time that I think will help us to kind of activate the prophetic in our life. And the first principle is that when you get a word for someone, you want to pray that word over the person. So let's say like you're in a church setting and you just ask somebody like during a, a time where you meet and greet, hey, you know, I had this sense for you and I believe it could be from God. Would you mind if I prayed for you? And maybe you had this sense like there was an ache in their heart and the longing for something and they've been discouraged because the thing that they've been believing for just hasn't happened. And so you put your hand on their shoulder and you begin to pray that word. Father, I thank you that you would comfort them. And if there are things in their life that haven't come to pass, that you would give them comfort, you would give them grace and that you would help them to believe again for the thing that they once believed for. Psalm 27, 13 right says that I would have been I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see that I would see the the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living and you prophesy a verse you attach a verse to it and you share that with them it's powerful it's effective it's fruitful and you'll see this person light up you pray that word over them but you don't stop there okay you pray it over them but then you share it with them you do both also, if you don't have a word for somebody, but you just have a sense or they're highlighted to you, ask if you can pray for them. And as you pray, it'll activate the prophetic. Have you ever prayed over somebody and then you start saying things that you don't know to be true? Like you start praying for provision or you start praying for relationship or you start praying for family or reconciliation and you don't know anything contextually about this person. But as you're praying, you're saying these things and maybe you didn't realize that this was all prophetic and they go, wow, that was powerful. But what if the line between prayer and prophecy is so thin that as you notice you're praying prophetically that you can stop and you can say, I sense the Lord is bringing reconciliation to your home and to your life and that he's initiating your heart in order to step out and be the first person to bring forgiveness and grace into that relationship by calling them and getting together with them and trying again. And you can say that to them, just pray about this, weigh this before the Lord. And so you stop praying and you start prophesying. If you wanna activate the prophetic, you pray over someone and you notice the prophetic prayer start to arise because all of us have experienced that. Everywhere that I've gone to activate people in the prophetic, I always ask them, have you ever prayed anything over someone or many people and you realize that you're praying things that you wouldn't have known? And they go, yeah, absolutely. And this is what I tell them. I go, you are praying prophetically and you need to learn to take that word that you're praying and speak it to them, prophesy it over them, and you'll see something dynamic happen because prophetic words not only need to be prayed, but they should be shared. But one of the ways that we get prophetic words is that we start to pray over people. And another thing we need to do is pray that word over people. It could be an on-ramp or a principle that helps us as we prophesy. But the second principle that I wanna share with you as we prophesy over people is to be as clear as possible. I can't tell you how many times I've seen prophetic people say something to someone that just doesn't make sense. It is ambiguous at best, it's metaphoric, it requires them to have some kind of spiritual dictionary. And uh, just like speaking in tongues, when Paul talks to the Corinthian church about speaking in tongues and needing clarity and interpretation, this is what he says about tongues, let alone prophecy. In 1 Corinthians 14, 8, he says, if the bugle produces an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for battle? He's trying to say they need to understand what you're praying, what you're speaking when you're speaking in tongues. Well, I think the same is true for prophecy. How will people prepare themselves, pray it out? How will they believe God 
over this prophetic word if they don't even get what you're trying to say. Clarity is a gift. And I've been to too many churches where I see people prophesy and they kind of are in this stupor and they're in this like weird kind of like, uh, they kind of work themselves into this, this place where they speak all of these things that after the meeting, nobody remembers. And, and I guess we just believe that it goes into the atmosphere and it shifts something, maybe. But what if we're just doing things and saying things that bring no clarity, they, need, bring, they bring no fruitfulness, and people walk away having no idea what was done, what was said, and be able to step out on them. In fact, when I prophesy over people and they start to manifest and go crazy, which, you know, God brings manifestations. But when that stuff happens, I'll like put my hands on their shoulder and I just say, stop. I want you to hear the word that I'm saying. I want clarity because I want you to be responsible for the word that I'm sharing. This is not a sugar pill. I'm not saying this just so that you feel better. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. I want you to be responsible for the word of the Lord. And this is so important that you have that clarity. And so we as prophesying people want to, on the, at the onset of giving prophetic words, we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to not obscure the word and give the clarity of it. Any mixture that we bring to it, we want to purify. The third principle is share scriptures along with your prophetic word. Like whenever it works, whenever you're able, whenever a scripture actually fits, Scripture is the eternal word of God. And so anytime that there's a principle um, that can be associated with, uh, with the scripture and the prophetic word, come, uh, put those together and share those. Hey, this reminds me of a verse. Give a word about reconciliation. This reminds me of Matthew chapter 18. This reminds me of another chapter. This reminds me of another verse. Have a Bible with you if you're in a church setting, not just in the world setting. Obviously, you don't want to pop out a Bible and say, the Bible says that's not a good thing. But when you're in a church setting, I think it's really appropriate to have the word of God with you and to be able to speak the word of God, which is true. It's eternal truth over someone because that word stands true, even if our prophetic has a little mixture in it. The word of God is always true. And so we want to, if we can, accompany the word, a word, a prophetic word with the word. And I think that is very, very powerful as much as possible. Number four is try not to repeat yourself if you can. I always tell people, don't repeat yourself more than one time. So you share the word two times at max. But I've watched people do this where they'll show the, share the word and maybe we're reading their face and they just don't have any emotion on their face or they don't respond at all. And so we share the word, nothing really happens. So we share it kind of again, maybe with a d different spin on it. And then we share it again. I've watched people share a prophetic word four, five, six different times in, in like five minutes. And I think you just kind of start to muddy the waters a little bit and it kind of gets to the point where the person's like, yeah, I got it, even though they're tolerating you sharing it. Share the word as crisp as you can, as clear as you can, but don't repeat it if you can, right? We wanna make sure that we release the word. If we feel like we missed a part of it, you can come back around a second time and share that aspect, but try not to overly repeat yourself because then you just, I think it starts to try to, we're trying to fortify it into them when you really just need to release it and let them weigh it out and pray it out before the Lord. I think that's really important. Uh, number, sorry, that was uh, number four. And number five is that we wanna separate the prophetic word from counsel and suggestions. I dealt with this a little bit last session, but sometimes I've watched people and they share the prophetic word and then they're like, I remember a time in my life when blah, blah, blah. And I watched them do that and the person's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
and you lose the word, right? The word is, is the thing that you're trying to release to them, but now you're sharing your counsel, advice, suggestions, and all of that, and you go on three, four, five, six, seven minutes. I've watched people even do like 15 minutes of sharing counsel, and that, that person forgot the word a long time ago. And we've gotta be careful that we make sure, here's the word that I believe God has for you. I want you to pray about this. And then you sort of step aside and you say, and not in addition to that word, but I think here's some potentially some counsel that might help you. Separate the word, make sure that there's clear distinction, and then when you're done giving counsel, remind them of the word so that they leave with that. That's of ut uttermost importance when we're prophesying. And I find that to be the case. I hate it whenever I see someone who loses the prophetic word. What, did, what was the prophetic word? I'll, I'll even have people text me and go, hey, Ben, do you... Uh, do you remember that word? It might be like a week, two weeks, and I've prophesied over 100 people by then. I don't remember the word at all. I, I don't even remember your name sometimes. And so, I mean, that might sound bad, but when you prophesy a lot, that's pretty normal. And so we wanna be really careful about how we go about this. And then number six, share the prophetic word with humility. Remember, you're not God, okay? And you're not giving them you know, sort of a, a extra biblical revelation, or this is in addition to scripture. You're giving them a prophetic word about their life. And there are different words that we give. There are different words like directional words, instructional words, correctional words. Correctional words we need to do with great humility and great sincerity. I don't, I don't find God to give a lot of that, but instructional and directional, we wanna make sure that we're leading people to the Lord and not mandating something that we see or say because the Bible says that we prophesy in part. Make sure that we know that when we're prophesying over this person, lead them to the Lord. Here's something I see, here's something I sense, here's something I heard. I'm asking you to go to the Lord with this because he'll give you the full picture and he'll put conviction in your heart that you would step out on the conviction that he gives you and not just the thing that I'm sharing. Right? It's so important that people get their own conviction from God. And so we want to share with humility where the person can potentially ask questions or maybe even realize that like we only had part of it. That's important. I see a lot of people kind of talk down like this is the word of the Lord. This is what God is saying to you. And it just belittles the process. And there is a process. You, you, we want people responsible to discern and to weigh and to pray about these words. And so if all we're doing is like, this is what God is saying to you. And we have this sort of authoritarian or authoritative way of ministering to people. It, it just doesn't allow for process. It doesn't allow for discernment. There's no humility in it. There's no humanity to it. And I think that's so vital. You know, we're not Ezekiel. We're not trying to give like an extra biblical revelation here. We're not trying to give the oath of the Lord. And there are some that are prophets that are carrying higher responsibility. They're giving international words. That might be something a little different, but I'm talking about prophesying to someone personally. All right. And so this is important that we have humility. Number seven is take appropriate risks when you share prophetic words. Now, sometimes you're going to share and you're going to get shut down. That happens. But you don't want to take risks that aren't necessary. And what I mean by that is I've, had, I've trained people in my ministry and there are times where people say, well, I feel like I'm supposed to slap somebody in the face because they have like a toothache. And if I slap them, I feel like the Lord said that they're gonna get healed. And I've seen people do crazy stuff like that. And they're taking a risk that's gonna actually reflect on their pastor who's empowered them in that ministry, in that church. And so they slapped that person and that person didn't get healed. And then I'm left to clean up the mess and that person never comes back to the church. It's just not necessary. I mean, maybe they were reading Smith Wigglesworth and they thought that they had all the power 
uh, in that hour, but whatever, it wasn't from the Lord. And then I'm left cleaning up the pieces and I can't get this person to kind of see that the prophetic is important, is powerful. And you can see how that just turns them away from anybody that says that they have a word. And so what we're, what we're saying that is important here is that there are risks that we want to take. There are appropriate risks, especially as you're growing. You want to take them in incremental steps. But you don't want to jump off the, the deep end when you don't know that this could potentially hurt someone. So when you're growing, take appropriate risks. And when risks are higher than maybe where you're at or even if it'll affect other people in your ministry, check with them. We're a body of Christ. You're not some rogue agent. You're not doing this alone. What you share is not just going to affect you. It's going to affect other people. Check with your leaders. Let them cover you. I'm speaking as a leader, and when I train prophetic people, I tell them. I just shut them down from being able to do certain things because I don't want that to affect all of us. Now, I want them to come to me and say, hey, do you, would you cover this? And if I cover it, go take that risk. But don't just be out there on your own. You know, sometimes we call people like that pro parking lot prophets because they go out into the parking lot and they're always like, well, here's what I really feel like the Lord is saying. And they don't want to be accountable to everybody else. And that's just not okay. You know, we, we, we want to take appropriate risks within our covering and authority that God has given to us. And principle number eight is be cautious in sharing serious prophetic words, correction, direction. Direction because you're giving somebody the direction of their life. You know, if you really have that prophetic um, word for them, you want to make sure that you lead them to the Lord. But we want to take this seriously. And especially if you're getting a correction word, you just don't want to give that, you know, just because you sense it. Sometimes people have a critical personality or a way of being. And if that's you and you know you're kind of critical and you can see the negative, you've got to be really careful that you're not quick to give corrective words. In fact, I think if you're quick to give corrective words, that's part of your personality that needs to be delivered. It could be like a, 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 criti a critical nature that you have, and we just got to make sure we pass these through other people before we hurt someone, because it does happen. People do get hurt. In fact, I don't think God gives a lot of correction through revelation. I think he gives some, but I think the majority of correction comes through relationship and responsibility relationship and that we're connected to somebody and we, we actually first have firsthand knowledge of an issue that they're doing that's wrong and we can share that with them. We speak the truth to them so that we can all grow up, but also responsibility like leaders and employers and pastors or whoever, when you know someone's doing something, you have not, maybe you don't have the right in relationship, but you certainly have the responsibility and that is vital and that is so important. And so correction obviously comes primarily through, through the relationship and the responsibility, but not always through revelation. And we want to be very accountable whenever we sense or feel like we have something like that. And the final principle that I want to share with you is uh, number nine is ask questions while you minister prophetically. And something I tell people is that natural knowledge is your friend. You, you don't need everything to be supernatural. You can ask people a question. You can ask people you know, if this means something to them, work with people, right? You are a person. We are people. There's no benefit of just having it all supernatural. We want, we want to get to the root. We want to get to the issue. We want to get to the thing that God sent this word and that was his intention. And so in order to do that best, I think what we're really trying to do is just facilitate what I call a ministry moment. And a ministry moment includes communication, natural elements, asking questions, prophesying, praying over. There's more that's going to go on than just the prophetic word. So while you're prophesying or while you're facilitating a ministry moment, 
make sure that you ask questions and you honor natural knowledge. If you know something about someone, don't act like you don't by giving them a word that isn't really a word. It's actually what you know about them and things that are true uh, that you've learned. I've watched people f do that. They've manufactured a word because they had natural knowledge. Um, you should just say, hey, I already know this about you. But here's what I sense, and I want to make sure you know that I know this, but I sense this even still, even though I know this. Man, I think that's important, and that keeps the integrity of the prophetic to that level that we wanted, and God will help us to increase the level of anointing in the prophetic if we're true to what we really have. And so those are just some of the principles, I think, that help us as we prophesy. But I also want to look at receiving prophetic words, like how we personally receive prophetic words, because that was, we were talking about how to give prophetic words. This is sort of a context, some caution, and in a way by which we can give them. We've already talked about how to receive revelation in the prophetic, but now I want to talk to you about personally how you receive prophetic words. If somebody gives you a word, what do you do with it? Now, the principle that I want to give to you is that Number one, we're called to discern prophetic words. And what I mean is there's a trajectory of like, let's say this is zero and this is 100%. When a person prophesies, it can be 20% true, 60% true, 100% true. We're responsible to discern those words, first as a community, but then as an individual. If somebody gives me a word, we want to make sure that we understand that this needs to be discerned, this needs to be prayed about, and we're not just to be embraced as God. And not all churches do this really well. They just really love the prophetic, and this is what so-and-so said, and whatever, and they don't pray much about it. They just think it's a word no matter what. But this is not what the Bible teaches. In fact, the Bible teaches in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8 through 10, that prophecy is in part. So I'm going to read this to you. It says, love never fails, but where there are gifts of prophecy, that will be done away. This talks about, this is the second coming of Jesus. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When Jesus returns, all of these things that we have now, the partial stuff will be done away. He says we prophesy in part. That means that sometimes a person will give you a prophetic word and it's just a little piece of the pie. And so you can't make one piece the whole. If you do that, you're definitely going to have a wrong word. And so we want to understand that first of all. But secondarily, there's a discerning component, not just a realization that, that we prophesy in part. That's one. But the second is we need to discern. 1 Corinthians 14, 29, Paul actually says that here. He says, two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. There's a discernment to know what is God and what is just of man, what is supernatural and spiritual and what is just natural. He's saying that prophets have a responsibility to discern that. And this means for all of us that there's a discerning component when we receive the words. Now, 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 21 has says something similar. I'll read that to you. It says this, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully and hold fast to that which is good. As we examine prophetic words, our goal is to find what's good. Eat the meat and spit out the bones. Find the word in the word, because sometimes there's an actual word inside those words that are contained, and the Lord will minister to that, that to us. And my goal is what I want is every one of us to have a conviction from God, not just from what somebody said to us. 
We want the prophetic to be pure. We want it to be potent. We want it to be powerful. But in order for that to happen, we have to be good discerners when we receive these words. And so here are some principles to consider what it looks like to weigh a prophetic word that you receive for your own life. Number one is listen to the prophetic word carefully. We've got to have ears that are hearing what people are saying to us. Again, when I'm prophesying over somebody, depending on what church you're from, a person will start to manifest and shake and twitch and whatever. And a lot of times they can control that. Let's just be honest, okay? They might be manifesting, but they're in control of that. And so I tell them, don't, I want you to hear me. Or they'll start speaking in tongues. And I'll say, stop, I want you to hear what I'm saying. I don't care if somebody speaks in tongues or shakes or twitches or whatever. None of that bothers me. But it bothers me if they do it to the effect where they can't hear what I'm saying. Because why am I prophesying if you can't listen carefully? So if you're the one receiving a word, make sure that you're listening carefully to what's said. Because this is something you're going to pray about. This is something that you're going to discern. This is something that you're going to weigh. This is something you're going to write down. Don't call somebody two weeks later and say, what was that word again? Or then later, after it's all said and done, what was that word again? Listen carefully, absorb that word in so that you can hear not only with your natural ears, but you can hear with, through the filter of the Holy Spirit as well. Number two is write the word down if possible. I think one of the best things to do is if you get a revelation in the night, a dream, or if somebody prophesies over you or whatever, what you want to do is write it down. Write it down as clearly as possible, the way that it was said, exactly what was said, because then you can start to pray about it, right? So you don't have to forget because you didn't write it down. So do what you can to write it down. Ask somebody else to write it down. A lot of people these days will put a recorder in my face when I'm prophesying over them. That's really good. Sometimes they turn off in, in the mid-prophecy, but whatever. Anyways, any way that you can, get this in, in some form that you can remember and uh, be able to pray about is really important. Number three is ask questions if you need clarity. I don't think a prophetic person or any prophetic word is above uh, a question being asked. Hey, did you see this or did you see this? Did you see any more than that? I love it. I was at a church not long ago and a guy asked me after I gave him a prophetic word that was right on. He said, did God give you any more than that? Because I'm praying about that. You confirm that it is true, but you didn't confirm anything about what it is, you know, or what should happen. That's what he was actually praying about. So I only confirmed that his step was right, but I didn't confirm what the next step on top of that would be. So basically told him what he already knew prophetically, and he wanted more. And I appreciated the fact that he was able to ask me the question. I want people to ask questions. I think that's vital. I think that's important. So ask questions when you need clarity. Don't just leave things in ambiguity. You have the right to ask questions when you're receiving a prophetic word. And number four, test the prophetic word with scripture. Obviously, if it doesn't pass the scripture test, if it's incongruent, I'm not saying a Bible verse has to be a part of the word in order for it to be true. What I'm saying is, is that if it ever contradicts the Bible, then it's not a real word from God. And this is super, super important. If people are like pursuing a relationship and that person, you're a Christian and that person's not a Christian and you're like, I'm just praying about it and you're seeking a word and somebody says a word to you that what you're pursuing is surely from God, but this person's not a Christian, you need to listen to that, okay? Because the word of God already tells you what you need to do in that situation and now you're setting yourself up for deception because you're wanting something to be true. 
and you're setting yourself up in a way that is not okay. And you have to be, scripture has to be the first and foremost litmus test for absolutely everything in your life, in my life. And so we've got to be very careful that we don't allow ourselves to be deceived by quote unquote prophetic words that tell us what we want to hear. And there are a lot of generalized words that were like, you know, there's a new season coming. Um, there's something in this next chapter for your life. God's doing a new thing. And you can make that mean whatever you want. I want higher level prophetic than that. I'm asking God for more. If that's all we get, fine. But I want more than just that kind of stuff. And so we can make that stuff mean what we want it to mean. But scripture has to be the first and foremost authority of our lives. And words that come cannot be incongruent with what scripture says, because that is not a word from God, if, even if it's just our interpretation that it's God. It's not. Number five is test the prophetic word against what God has already spoken to you personally. And this is like the realm of confirmation. Is God given you a word already? And then somebody's speaking and it confirms, like test it. Is, it. is it in conflict? Is it totally contradictory? Is it something that moves you in another direction that isn't in keeping with where God has called you? You have to test these things right? With scripture first, but secondarily, if, if you have a history of God speaking to you and you've been accountable to that, you've got to make sure that you don't just embrace some new word because again, you could be deceived and go down a road that's not for you when in fact God has been speaking to you and you just need to be faithful to follow through with what the Lord has shown you. So check this and test this against the words that you've already received, right? This is the realm of confirmation. Number six is pray over the prophetic word and ask God for clarity and confirmation. This, of course, I've been saying to you for some time, this entire lesson is that we have to pray and weigh the words that we receive. You saying a word to me does not mean that it's from God. I need to receive the conviction from him in order to walk in it effective, effectively. And so praying over the word is important. And then number seven is ask some godly mentors and friends to weigh the word with you. If it's an instructional, directional, correctional word, and we need to weigh these things seriously, right? The, we, we invite other people, community, into this. I think we hear God in community. Nobody hears God alone, fully, completely. I don't believe that. I never will believe that. I've watched people walk astray. I've watched people be lone rangers. It doesn't work. They get deceived. We hear God best in community. It doesn't mean every word has to be confirmed by everybody, but it does mean that we're accountable and we're in the light and we're unashamed to walk fully and completely in the light with what we know and what we have. And so we invite people into the process of walking with us to confirm the words that we believe are being spoken to us. So this is important as well. And number eight is review the prophetic periodically. In other words, there are a lot of words that will come to us but they're not for here and they're not for now. And so you might wanna have a journal, like a prophetic journal, and you wanna take that journal out from time to time and just pray over it. Say, God, is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I don't know? Is there something that I can't see? And if that's the case, would you show me what's next? Would you show me what I'm missing? And help me to embrace right here and right now what you're calling me to walk in. This is so important as we develop a prophetic history. And let me just say this, God is helping us to develop a prophetic history and that there are words that he's giving to us over the period of our life. And these words are something that we want to make sure that we take note of, that we embrace, that we fully walk in and that we're reminded of the things that God has said. And it's so vital and it's so important 
that we review the stuff that God has done, that God has said, this prophetic history, because it shows where we've come from and where we're going. And over a period of time, if you look back, you can sometimes see the next step of where the Lord is leading you because it just seems right as you review what, where he's brought you from and the things that he's told you. And so we just thank God for that, that we all have a prophetic history. And what I wanna to say to you today is we learn to prophesy we want to sustain the hunger to prophesy, but we have to prophesy. Maximize with the faith that you've been given, maximize the gift that you have or the anointing that's on you. And then also with that, we want to step into the wisdom of learning how to prophesy more effectively, more powerfully when we're with people. I gave you some safeguards, some caution, some encouragements. Those things actually really are helpful. And be reminded of those things when you step out, but make sure to do this, just step out. Take the risks, step out, use language that doesn't you know, hem you in or put you in, into the corner and make sure that you're entreatable, that you're doing it with humility so that people can dialogue with you and that you're not just trying to be the man or woman of God that's presiding over people, but that you have a way of talking to people that is not Christianese, it's not some kind of subculture lingo language that everybody else kind of has to have a dictionary of. We wanna speak normally, clearly, and so that people can embrace what we're saying. I want people to hear it and be accountable to it. And so this is really upon us. But then also as we are people that receive words, we've gotta know what that process looks like. And I think a lot of churches have not been good at this. And I'm not saying I'm exempt from that, but we wanna learn and teach others to receive words well in a way where they receive their own conviction from the Lord and don't just lean on each other's prophetic words. That to me is the kind of environment, the kind of culture that will see an acceleration of prophetic fruitfulness, which is really what we all want. We want to prophesy and we want to see the fruit of the prophetic. Amen. Don't you want to see the fruit of prophecy? Like the greatest benefit that this gift can bring, not just fun gatherings, not just goosebumps, not just good feelings, not just you told me that I'm awesome and I feel really good about myself, but the fruit of prophecy. It thwarts the enemy's plans. It delivers people out of the lies of the enemy. It brings healing, power, signs, wonders, miracles. It causes us to glorify Jesus, fall on our face and worship him and say, God is surely among you. This is what we are after. And so this is the final session of our class called the Prophetic Ministry. But I've, I've loved this and I look forward to learning together uh, more and more about the prophetic ministry. But let me just pray as we close our session. Father, I just thank you for this class. I thank you for every student. And God, I just pray that you would lay hands on every person, that they would receive impartation from the Holy Spirit. We just thank you for Acts chapter 2, that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. My sons and daughters shall prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. And even in those days, I will pour forth my spirit on your bond slaves and we shall prophesy. And I just pray right now, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit on every person watching this, every person listening to this. Pour out your Holy Spirit. Release the power to prophesy. Keep us in the love of God. Help us, Lord, to do this from the right heart, the right motivation. But Lord, I pray that you would help us to do it. I thank you for my friends that are eagerly desiring spiritual gifts, especially to prophesy. Help us to stay in this place of hunger, to see people blessed, strengthened, and comforted in your name. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. And I look forward to our next class together through Immersion Discipleship School.